Welcome to the first episode of The Irish Hello, a podcast where I, Nolan, the host, um, basically the, um, this is way too scripted because I'm really nervous about this, basically the podcast is I'm um, just trying to maintain friendships, a thing I'm infamously bad at. Um, today we have Riley Field, my good friend on the on the pod. That's an objectively dumb saying. That I is feel. an objectively very dumb saying. Because I realize like most podcasts I listen to, that's how they like start. If they're doing it like really quick, obviously they're reading it way faster and better than I am. Where they're like, you know, blah, 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 and today we have the pod, this and the other thing. But I'm realizing when I say, I'm like, I hate that. I got to rewrite that. It sounds like you are a whale and you're bringing me <laughs> in to your family of whales. <laughs> We're joining the pod. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's if I ever get a group of fans, that's what I <laughs> call them the pod, Please and it'll no. just be a pod of whales. That'd be amazing. Come on, that'd be great. You can't beat whale jokes. Whale themed merch. Yeah. Do the Irish have whales? I think everyone has whales. They're everywhere. I mean, not if you're. <laughs> I guess not everyone has whales. Kansas know, doesn't have whales. I don't know if like Ohioans have whales. You never. They probably have. They know of whales. The point still stands. So, distractions aside, um, Riley is actually an up-and-coming film director, uh, and your film, as we were talking about earlier in the podcast, I'd written it that you'd be hitting the film festival circuit soon, but TBD on that one. Allegedly. Allegedly. Time, time, and, mon- time and money willing. Time and money yeah, willing. that's true. So, uh, just a recap for everyone who's starting off. Uh, my name is Nolan. This is Riley. Um... I basically am starting the podcast just so I can connect with people and have interesting conversations and just talk to people because I like talking to people and I need kind of a forum to do that more succinctly. And also I was reading this article, which has kind of sparked this whole thing for a little bit of context, was there was this article in, I think it was 2016, I was going through the backlogs of the Wall Street Journal, which I like reading. Uh, I know, I'm very smart. <laughs> yes, I read the Wall Street Journal. the Wall Street Journal in my free time. They, well, I was reading. Well, there was. It was for some other reason. I was looking into something. It sounds really nerdy, but I think it was. Uh, I just was trying to find an article about dinosaurs because I really like dinosaurs, and I stumbled upon this article that was. Um, it was like why it's so hard to maintain adult friendships. It was like a whole like list of reasons. I was like, that is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Well, it's like you have no reason. To see them anymore, right? Like, when you have friends, like when you're a kid, you know, maybe it's you live nearby or your parents know each other. When, you know, then you're obviously in school, college, same thing, you're in school, you're kind of forced to be together. But once you sort of disperse, especially once you move, yeah, like there's no real reason to force, like there's no force that keeps you guys together. So it's either just volition or at that point it's routine. Like, the only major, major long-term friendships I have are just, they're so goddamn long at this point that it'd just be weird to... To not continue. To not yeah. continue them, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I think it's definitely, and for me, it's definitely interesting from, like, a guy's perspective. Usually we are infamously bad at maintaining long-term relationships. And I read this, I read this, um, this was kind of part of the Wall Street Journal article, was a couple things. One is that men are specifically bad at making new friendships Mm. because and this is it's like a whole conversation that is way too long and we're not experts on so we're not going to get too into but because we're so prone to kind of sexualize all interactions that we're worried that if we like go hey do you want to go get dinner well someone will see that as like 
oh, they're like asking, asking you out for that. And then you're like, well, I don't want them to think that I'm like asking them out, so I just won't do that. Yeah. Which I thought was fascinating because I never really thought of it like that. And usually I don't think like that. But yeah, I think probably when I was younger, there was, I say younger, like a teenager, there probably was cases like that where it's like, okay, I, I this is, I don't want to, I don't want someone to think I'm coming on to them, so I just won't. Avoid. It. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a very weird concept, but it is what it is. Okay, so I have, and this is a segment, of the, not segment, I guess, but this is a framework of the show that I might ditch quite quickly if we have more interesting conversations, but I have very loose questions. I had found online there are some very scientific ones and some very not scientific ones that are like lists of 105 questions to get you to know your friends better, and they're great. Some of them, okay. super dumb. Yeah. Specifically, Teen Vogue's list can, and excuse my French here, go fuck off. <laughs> okay, okay, but I don't know why you thought going to Teen Vogue for friendship No, I didn't think of it to be good. I didn't, idea. I didn't go, according to Teen Vogue, in Google, I didn't type in, like, Teen Vogue, how to make friends. It just popped up on the list, and I was scanning through them, and it was like, it was very targeted at a very, it was very targeted. year olds Specifically, uh, like, heterosexual teen girls mm. so it's very like oh, do, have you been interested in any boys lately and I was like <laughs> I guess I guess Nolan notorious heterosexual teenage girl yeah so that's all I was like I don't think this applies to love but it was but um, some of them were really really good uh, and there was like a cool range of like questions to get to know someone mm-hmm. the first one which is actually not a question that was on the list but one that I'm more interested in in the kind of exploits of this podcast is to you when we touched it earlier like okay. what does being a friend mean I mean I don't okay I I feel like I, I really suck at communicating my feelings period mm-hmm. just in general um, I'm like a very service based person so, like, I show affection and I show, you know, closeness by helping people, right? gotcha. helping my friends or... Kind of like an act of kindness. Yeah, I guess that'd be a better way to put, put it. Um, I don't know, because for me, like, that's, I guess, my framework of, like, if I, like, I'm going to, if I want to do something for you, I want us to both understand that we don't owe each other. And vice versa, you know, like, it's just, I want to help you because you're my friend and helping you proves to me and to you that I care about you. Um, so that's, that's a big thing for me. Again, also, I think I just kind of, that's like the most concrete thing, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like asking someone oh, how do you breathe? It's like, I don't know how to breathe. Yeah, it just happens. I don't know how to make friends. I don't know how to become friends with people. It just happens. But that's like a solid thing where I'm like, I like helping people. I like, you know, shared interests as well. Yeah. That is another thing. Shared interests is a good one. That is another thing, yes. I, shared interests is always great. And I like to, if I ever start talking at you, and this is no, this is not me not caring about the conversation. Just, I get on like, I get yeah, a ball rolling. I do the exact same thing. And I like talking about my interests with people and me sharing what I'm obsessed with at the moment or something I've been obsessed with for the long term. Yes. Is like very much, if I'm doing that, that is a sign of trust and I just want you to know about this thing that has rotted my brain thoroughly. 
Yeah. So that's another big. That's that's a big Riley Field friendship trait. It is interesting that you say that for two reasons. One is, yeah, I feel like there's a weird balance of like you sometimes happen into friendships, and then sometimes it's friendships and common interests. But I've noticed something interesting. I don't think if your friendship is all only based on common interests, it. There's almost like, I feel like there's a higher percent chance of it not lasting as long. Yeah. Because eventually people, and it's, oops, sorry, tap my glass. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned it because, I mean, you've known me for a while. I get very, extremely hyperfixated on very specific things. Yes. And that will be, and that's just how my brain works. I'm very uh, particular about things, but I will get like, something, I learned new about something, and like, that's it. But then I noticed, because you were saying, if they explaining, I feel like I, I wish we could normalize this thing. It sounds bizarre. I wish I had like a little sticker, like a little sign that says, I swear to God, I'm not mansplaining. Because sometimes, and I know, and I know you're laughing. And I, I, no, I know, I know, I know. Because sometimes I'm realizing I'm like, I, I, I get worried because I'm like, I, I hope I'm not coming across as mansplaining. And I'm not trying to do that. I'm just so excited. Like yeah. if someone would listen to me talk about dinosaurs for like 30 minutes, I'm jazzed. Just like, this is like this new Spinosaurus fact I learned. <laughs> it's a, it is, but you know what I mean? I feel like people pick up on that. On like, on when it's genuine, you know? Oh yeah. Like it's as, tone. Uh, yeah, it's all tone. And as someone who, especially at some of my other jobs, you know the ones. Hmm. Um, you know, as someone who worked in a very male-dominated workplace and yeah. routinely had things mansplained to me, like it was—it's just a tone thing. And I—I I mean, I think it just comes like you're a very genuine guy. I'm not trying to inflate your ego, right? No, yeah. But you know, I think there's a difference between like, actually, this is how you do this thing, versus I want to tell you about this spinosaur fact <laughs> I learned yesterday. <laughs> Do you want to hear about the spinosaurus? I would love I to hear spinosaurus <laughs> We almost lost all information about the spinosaurus because they, up until 1990, they only found one, and it was kept in a museum that was bombed in World War II because it was a German museum. So oh. then they literally, the only, up until like the early 2000s, the only reason we even knew about the spinosaurus was because they were, we literally just had like Polaroid pictures. Uh. Of a pre-war. Of a pre-war fossil on a wall. So literally there was these tiny little chunks of film that they'd be like, okay, it sort of looks like this. It looks like this. And then that's how we'd sort of like, and then finally they like accidentally their way onto this like literally like an entire skeleton. And then they were like, oh wait, this looks like the Polaroids that we've, or the, the like the original film that we've seen. And if they hadn't found that one, we just, like, would have lost the Spinosaurus. Like, we'd just been like, yeah, we don't know that exists. And that's it. That's fucking crazy. So, casualties of war, I guess. Do... Which ones are the Spinosaurus? They're... If you've ever seen Jurassic Park, the third one with the really big, like, alligator face. It has the sail on its back. Like, a big sail. It's It's like, bigger than a T-Rex and some shit. Okay. It's really cool. Damn. Well, it's a good thing. But... We invented photography. Invented photography. Shout out to Kodak. Shout out to and the photographers. And boo the Nazis. <laughs> boo the Nazis for sure. Boo the Nazis for sure. Um, okay, my no- I have another question. Which this one I haven't. I have an answer for. I'm interested to hear what your answer. For. Okay. The the question it's on the the lower end of fun icebreaker questions is what is the stupidest movie or TV show you've ever seen. I don't even 
Could be good stupid, could be bad stupid. If we're going bad stupid, I, I have a very formative memory from, from my youth, if you will. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was watching my older brother and I um, during the summer, and we were trying to figure out what to do, and she wanted to take us to the movies. And she took us to see this film called Happily Never After. I want to say it was like 2006, 2007. Happily Never After. It was god-awful. I have never walked out of a movie before. But we did. <laughs> my, my grandmother, my brother, and I... got a Google this. Curious, right? We, we walked out of the theater because it was so bad. And it was just dumb. Like, it was just, it was just lame. Happily Never After. Happily. It was terribly animated. I'm hoping you're not referring to the film series. Happily Never Don't after. fucking tell me there's more of that. <laughs> yeah, there is. Don't tell me they procreated. There is. You can watch it now with HBO Max, who is not our sponsor. Um, it is a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. I it believe a, it. That beats out my worst movie. Okay, that's amazing. This looks terrible. It's so bad. This looks... It's just a bootleg Snow White. Yeah. You know, you know. Oh my God! It literally says that. It literally on the poster just says "Happily Never After 2, and then in parentheses, "Snow White: Another Bite at" with the "at" logo instead of the word "the apple." Oh my fucking god! You gotta watch. <laughs> you wanna know what I? Okay, I feel like that movie was riding off of the coattails of Hoodwinked, which oh. I fucking love Hoodwinked. So I think that was the reason why we decided to watch it. Okay. But, Hoodwinked, excellent movie. I, also very dumb, but yeah. good dumb. It's, it's weirdly brought up Hoodwinked. I watched that as a kid, and it was... I watched it with my mom, who, if I'm remembering correctly, thought it was really funny. Like, objectively thought it was very funny. We watched a lot of kids' movies. And I watched it, and it, I think the reason it's a very Monty Python style of humor. Mm-hmm. Which... It's like sk- it's all skits, basically. It's like just it's little tiny skits. little skits where they just go. Blah, 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 blah. I watched it. I watched part of it recently, and I was just like, "This does not hold up." It does not. I don't know if it's the fact that the animation is the worst animation <laughs> in the world, like ever of all time, or the fact that they have like a very large grown man who's like, "Would you like my schnitzel?" To like a group of children, which you're like, in context, I'm like, "No, I don't. This is not great." I don't yeah. know if that's the joke. I, I think it's the joke. And also, I think that movie for me, because I rewatched it, mm-hmm. I want to say in 2019 with my brother, it's it's reached that point, like, as an adult. You know, obviously, there's a nostalgia factor. Yeah. It's a good drunk movie. Okay. Like, get drunk with friends and watch it. Gotcha. Especially, at least for me, you know, my brother and I grew up on it. Like, there's the nostalgia watching as yeah. an adult completely hammered. It's still very funny to us, but I think that might just be an us thing. Objectively, it's kind of a shit movie. Yeah, though. no. I do think it's it's in that Shrek vein. I don't know how we got on this topic. It's in that Shrek vein of like cynicism towards the Disney model, oh, which yeah. I think is a good thing that like entertainment is sort of pushed away from. And you can talk about, and, and I won't go on a ramp, but like you can talk about the fact that the Disney model, um, it's a good thing that they kind of broke away from that because especially in like the late 90s and before that, it is a very specific stereotype for every mm-hmm. character. You have to be a woman who looks like this, acts like this, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to be a man who does this for the woman. It's very... So I think Shrek and Hoodwink did a really good job of being like, this is objectively fun, but also is like making fun of those stories. And be like, that's dumb, that's stupid, that's not life. Which I think is a... 
I'm not a huge fan of Shrek, I'll say it. I know in our generation that's like occasionally treason, but they did good things. I think, yeah, I think Shrek, I don't know. I don't know what my opinion on Shrek is at this point. It's been too warped by the memes. Yes. No, I think Shrek is objectively, okay. Shrek 1, I think, is meh. Shrek 2, though. I couldn't remember any of them. Shrek 2 is so good. I I can I, sort of remember one. And I watched that sober recently. That was, okay. not, a, that was not a drunk 2 a.m. I mean, it won an Oscar, screen. yeah. It's actually shockingly good. That, I mean, it makes sense. I think I haven't seen the first. I saw. Sorry, I've seen the first one. I saw the second one. Mm. You don't I need to. saw the time travel one. I, is that the I, third one? I with a gun to my head. I, maybe it's Shrek the four. Or is that? Sh- if there's Shrek more than four, I'll be very surprised. It's like Shrek four happily. Is it also happily never after? It might be. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> it might be happily ever after, but I'm not sure. They're I think rebooting the, it. I think Shrek the Third is the time travel one. It's whatever the one with Rumpelstiltskin is. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the third one. I thought that movie was actually minorly funny. I thought Marvel Skills. Okay, I say this when I saw it, probably when I was like twelve. I was gonna say I couldn't make. I remember thinking it was bad when I saw it when I was like thirteen, and I'm probably gonna stand by that. Yeah, touche. Well, what was your what was your film? Bad, oh, stupid, good, stupid. It's so good, stupid. And I saw it this year, and you'll know you'll laugh because it's very me. It's the movie All Monsters Attack. You guys, you and Addie and Sophie, who, for point of reference for everyone else, are like, it's the usual friend group. You guys weren't there, and it's just me and our friend Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, we had tried to get our hands on All Monsters Attack for a while, because that was when we were burning for all the Godzilla movies. I remember I remember you guys were looking for it, and you couldn't find oh, it for like, a anywhere. Year. Yeah, 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 yeah. We saw it like a year after. It's on HBO Max now, and that's when it came to. And the movie, the movie's amazing. It's like 20% Rotten Tomatoes. And it is, it's All Monsters Attack. You think All Monsters Attack. The poster is like, all of them. And they're technically sort of kind of is. And the poster is like Godzilla and King Ghidorah and like all these other ones. And I don't remember the rest. And it also has, in the very corner of the poster, a small child and Manila, Godzilla's son. And you'll think to yourself, you'll think, okay, if if they're they're that small in the poster, in the original poster at least, like they're just like little side characters. Because they're always like the Godzilla. No, they're the main characters. It gets so much better. Oh, There's a it's a it's a latchkey child where like this child who's like mom always has to work so he has to like be let in at home. The entire premise is about him and him stopping the it's home alone in the sixties. But he, the reason he home alones is because he imagines what Godzilla would do. And when I say it's home alone, I don't mean it's kind of like home alone. I mean two burglars, one fat, one skinny, break into an abandoned house that he is in, and he has to fight them out with paint cans and boxes and things lying around the house. And he figures out how to do that by imagining what Godzilla would do with this weird human talking Manila child telling him to like telling him to fight off and at first you go that's fun and then you're like oh he's telling him like to kill these men and that's the premise of the film it is home alone there's actual speculation that like that's kind of where they got the idea for home alone it's just they saw that movie it's it's amazing i'm i'm speechless it's amazing you have to watch it it's like the best movie i've ever seen it's moronic 
And also super depressing because this child is like, I wish my mother had to work less and we had a father so I could see him more. And like this like old neighbor takes care of him and it's like super sad at the beginning. And then like he dreams he's Godzilla and then the rest of the movie is like this like, he has to fight off these crooks in this gang who might have seen him stolen a car or like smuggled drugs or stolen... No, do they steal money or something? It's really weird. Like, he gets into, like, the Yakuza. They really get out there in those 60s and 70s... But they don't. Godzilla movies. All the other ones are super formulaic, where they're all just like, a small group of humans, find Godzilla, wake up Godzilla, Godzilla fights Monster of the Week. Not to say they're bad, but they're, that's what they are. And then this one small, tiny gem is just like... Clearly, they had a different script lying around, and someone was like, I'm never making your stupid child Home Alone movie. Like, and they what were if like, we attach Godzilla to <laughs> What if we put Godzilla? And they're like, yeah, okay. And we'll just reuse the clips from previous movies. That's how he'll remember isn't things. It, isn't, that, isn't that what they did with like Jet Jaguar, too? That movie was supposed to be a Jet Jaguar movie, but they couldn't. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't, like, they weren't confident in the new IP, so they fucking just chucked Godzilla into But at that one, at least they had the decency to, like, for point of reference, Jet Jaguar is this red, blue, and yellow. So, yes, like Superman. Robot, robot that, like, changes size and he fights Godzilla, but sort of doesn't. Um, it's a great movie. I actually well. like that one. That one was that fun. Was good. It was fun. But that last one, they at least had the decency to like film new scenes where Godzilla like fights Jet Jaguar. This one, they're like, nah, we've like filmed a film. Stop. And like, it's just, we have like, and then we also have the guy, and the only new stuff they've like, the only new stuff they clearly like shot is the weird miniature Godzilla that like talks in a human voice. And it's like, hello, I'm mini Godzilla. And you want to like shoot yourself halfway through. What the fuck? It's so good. I actually have something. I saw this a while ago. I want to say it, not like a while ago, but like last month. Um, speaking of Godzilla and Manila, I don't even know if I'll be able to find this in time. But basically, Godzilla, the official Godzilla like Instagram account. Oh, I'm very aware of them. Yes. Yeah, they they posted like a message for Pride. Okay. But it was. Like, Manila coming out as transgender to Godzilla. And it was, like, a stop-motion, like, minute-and-a-half-long, basically animated short of Manila, Godzilla's <laughs> lizard child, coming out to Destroyer of Worlds Godzilla as transgender and Godzilla being like it's okay kiddo I always love I'll always love you I mean also it's okay because depending on what movie you are Godzilla is sometimes a woman and sometimes a man depending on who's writing it or who's doing the captioning sometimes (laughs) sometimes they'll just be like the mother of all monsters then they'll be like He's killed them all. And you're like, wait, back up. <laughs> what did you just say? I gotta fucking find this out. It, it's it's legit. Like, I saw that and I was like, that's, no, that's... kind of amazing. I mean, I obviously have to watch it and see how deftly they handled the subject, but that's kind of amazing. That they're just like, yeah, we'll put, like, we'll put effort into it. I did... No, they did. They did put... They put effort into it. It was... It, there's no, like... There's no voice acting. It's just, like, text and, like, Yeah, yeah, because it has to be but, universal. Yeah, it was... It was Decently well done. I don't even know, man. I was fucking incredible. Just in case... Ooh, sorry. You're good. Just in case I decide to edit all that out, um, which I might have, but if if I have, you will know. For point of reference, we just watched a video 
um, of Godzilla fighting a monster and the monster pointing out his child is sad. So then he does some looking into what the child's up to and then realizes the child is trans and then knits the is Manila's child a, a hand-knitted trans flag blanket and then together they go and fight the monster who has just been waiting for them to come back while reading a book, sitting on a train station, <laughs> drinking some tea. Like, I'll let them figure out their family problems, and then when they get back, they can kill me. <laughs> I, I, love the, I love the implication being that, like, the only way, the only, the only proper functional way for a monster family to work is... Is to beat the shit out of your enemies oh, together. Monster. Yeah, yeah. Like that's bonding. That's always the way those movies are. The, like, even like the human stories are always like, oh yeah, we hate each other, but we've killed like these communists. These monsters. Well, sometimes when they're humans, they literally like kill communists. I remember <laughs> with the communist crab. Yeah, like, the lobster. The, they they find like. It wasn't God. Ghidorah, but it was like exactly the same. They as though the name of the terrorist organization. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The name of the terrorist organization is like, yeah, something close to Ghidorah, but the worst part, the weirdest part is, is obviously there's huge, and people were interested in looking at this, and I know we're rambling, but it's my podcast and I don't care. Um, But there's this huge history of Godzilla as a response to how America treated Japan after the Second World War, from starting with the bombings and then up until the fact that we shut down their military and banned them to have certain things, and how we treated them in the 70s. It's fascinating to go into, but this was kind of this kind of one of the movies is very clearly this kind of uh, screw you to both like I say, quote unquote, communist governments at the time and also fascism. Um, and then so Godzilla basically finds out that there's fascists on their island who are like all goose stepping, like, like gray wearing, gray and, and red. Oh, yeah. like they're it's, Nazis. They're, they're just, just they're just Nazis. Nazis, and like it's kind of unspoken. But they're also like sort of maybe if I'm remembering correctly, and I might not be. They're sort of maybe like the the Chinese government at the time yeah, who like, was like moving upwards. Mao or um, whatever. So they're like a combination of that, and they're just like, yeah, no, we're gonna have Godzilla like wreck all these guys, and they, it's so. They great. summon like a lobster. Yeah, they've like, like mind control lobster, communist, lo- fascist yeah. lobster, yeah. and then Godzilla blows up like a fascist power plant. Yeah. It's awesome. It was like a combined, and they're like, the humans have to fight the human fascists, and Godzilla has to fight the lobster fascists, <laughs> and you're just like, oh man, this is great. This- I liked that one. No, they're, they're all, to be clear. I love every single one of those movies, even the bad ones. They're so good. But it is a weird, and it's also, this is like a really weird, just random thought. It's an interesting way for how to show, um, like, social movements in film and TV. Yeah. Where it, because Godzilla at the time is the, not perfectly the equivalent, but the, a very close equivalent to, like, what we have with, like, superhero movies now. Where there's, like, one long thing, and they're coming up with, see, like, literally there was, like, one or two Godzilla movies a year. For literally up until like 2000. Um, and they'd be like, they touch on like political issues and stuff. And I'd be interested to see and go back and look at like the backlash that those movies got and compare it to backlash that current movies who also talk about social issues do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, and I don't know anything about this, but I know that like Godzilla is like Sherlock Holmes level. If not even bigger, but you know that's like oh, a, like yeah. that property is imp- 
point of national pride. So I would wonder, I would, I wonder if there was a difference in reaction to like, you know, seeing this character that's so important to the country get so many films versus like how we're seeing burnout now for Marvel movies because there's just so much in the and like you know the market mm. is so saturated. That'd be an interesting point that I'd love to see compared. And also, I think it is interesting. This is an aside. I don't mean to Marvel bash on your. No, podcast, you're good. But it, I think it is kind of silly how they were like, oh, nothing's been attempted like the MCU. It's like guys, they were releasing like you said yeah. Godzilla movies twice a year for fifty years straight. That being said, that being said, not saying that they were like. Did you know that as of yesterday, the MCU is officially over a hundred hours long? Oh my god! That it—that's so much content. If you have not started, if you are new to the MCU, just get off the boat. You just know what don't. I mean? Yeah. It just there is—they've completely. And I generally like—I obviously used to love, 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 love the MCU up until Endgame. I like some of the new stuff they're doing. Specifically, the new stuff. I love Shang-Chi. I think Miss Marvel is great. Um, I thought Doctor Strange was kind of cool and interesting in a different way. But at this point, if you're... Like, if you haven't seen all the movies, there's no way you can catch up on them. Yeah. If someone was like, should I start watching the Fast and Furious franchise or the MCU? I'd be... there. A question my mind would be like, well, the MCU's better. But Fast and Furious is like easier. one per, like literally like ten percent of the amount of time. Yes, there's okay. So there's this my my perennial lifelong brain rot mm-hmm. is <laughs> is Kingdom Hearts. Yes, right. Been around for twenty years. I'm very. I try to get into it. It's it's, mother of God. it's it's a complicated series, but then again, it's been around for twenty fucking years. Yeah, right. So what isn't going to and it is interesting because I've seen people, I've like I've interacted with like Marvel fans mm-hmm. on Twitter who will like dunk on Kingdom Hearts, be like it's too complicated, there's too many spin-offs, yada yada yada, and then like, but then you look at the at Marvel and it's like there's a hundred hours, yeah, and there's so many different, like Kingdom Hearts follows one character. There's mm-hmm. spin-offs, but it all comes back to the main character. And in that way, as soon as you figure out what those spin-offs mean to the main character, it's relatively easy yeah. to keep it in, in wraps. Whereas like, how the fuck am I supposed to keep up with like, you know, Star Lord's, you know, character arc, if you will. If I watch Guardians One, Guardians Two, then he shows up in like two Avengers movies, mm-hmm. kind of, and now all of a sudden he's in like the new Thor movie. Yeah. And again, whether or not he, you know, his level of engagement in those, like, how am I supposed to keep track of a character that I like or an actor that I like yeah. when they're hopping between 19 different, you know, that's okay, movies so or different plot lines? It's like, how the fuck am I supposed to, like, keep track, keep of, track it. of it? Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's very, like you said, it's very hard for the barrier of entry is very high. I feel. I feel like my best suggestion to someone who hasn't seen the MCU is just choose one character yeah. and then watch the movies that they are in. Yes. Like, if you like the Guardians, watch all the Guardians watch movies. Guardian if you like Captain America, watch the Captain America trilogy and then watch the Avengers movies. And then use that as a gateway for everything else. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I think I've hit this point where I'm kind of... Creatively, I mean, 
obviously money. You want to you want to build up a bunch of characters, smash them together, mm-hmm. get a lot of money. But I think at this point for me, for like superhero movies, where I would rather them just do solo stuff, because I feel like, and this is this is what I mean mm-hmm. by this, is it gets to a point like I feel like I enjoy the stories more as separate tonal experiences. And I think that's kind of why I'm burnt out on, like, the Marvel formula. Yeah. You know, that, like, Whedon quip style. is because right, they right. try and do the same style and formula. Not formula, but the same style and tone. It's, no, it's a formula. It's and formula. villain plus guy, or hero plus person that looks sort of like the hero but has darker color scheme equals conflict. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> the, it's the same tone, right? Yeah. They, they, they try and, like, the brand is what's important because... If you don't do that, you fuck it up. Like, I remember being super excited for Defenders back when the Netflix shows were all coming out. Because I loved Daredevil. Daredevil's amazing. By that point, I don't think the second season of Jessica Jones had come out. Definitely not. Um, Luke Cage had just come out. I didn't watch Iron Fist. Because I just didn't have time. I didn't watch it, not because I thought it was going to be bad, but just because I didn't. No, it is like, bad. I, I know it's bad. <laughs> I tried watching it. So I watched Defenders, and I was like, this is a mess. Because you have these different, like, they're such different stories and different characters and different tones, and they work separately. And I like them separate. But you have, it's not the sum of its parts. It was also, and I don't remember the Defenders, because I watched it, it when it first bad. came out. It was also just like Daredevil- it was all the Daredevil plot. There was no one else's plot lines. Yeah. It was just like, oh, they're fighting the ninjas, and they're fighting his girlfriend. Yeah, he's fighting his dad. It was just like, yeah, I could have seen a much better season of Daredevil. Yeah. But I will get us off the Marvel train, because there are about a million billion podcasts that talk about Marvel. Um, don't apologize. There's nothing <laughs> to apologize for. It's more of myself, because I know then I'll start ranting about yada, 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 yada. Um, drink some water. Um... But, okay, I got one more question so we can steer the conversation. Oh, actually, this is an interesting one. If money were no object, what would you devote your life to? I, mm, what would I? I feel like what I'm trying to devote my life to right now. Okay. I have done, I don't know, I've done a lot of things, I guess. I've worked a lot of odd jobs, you know? And the only thing for me that satisfies the itch, if you will, is creating stuff, making art. Yeah. Um, so, you know, removing, removing money just means I can do that more and hopefully better. Okay. Too sure. That's kind of, I like making shit. So I would, That's true. I would just make shit. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I'm on like a 50-50 line between I would you know how much I like to make stuff and how I'm always having ideas. And for point of reference, both me and Riley are both trying to go into filmmaking. Um, no, we are filmmaking. We are. Fake oh it till you make it, Nolan. Fake it till you make That's it. That's true. I should. There is. What was there was something that said like I don't remember it fully, so I don't want to misquote it, but something along the lines of if you basically like say specifically in the film industry, if you go like I'm this. And people just go, oh, okay. you're that, yeah, and you're then that. do it. And there was this crazy case, and obviously this applies much more to LA, mm-hmm. 
for point of reference, me and Riley both live in New York City. This applies to much more to LA, LA and much more to men. But if you basically, they, were, they did a case where they're like, oh, okay, I'm a producer. And then they were like, oh, you're a producer. Yeah, no, the person that they're like, oh, I have like no experience, but everyone just kind of takes me at my word. Yeah. Obviously, that's changing now because, you know, it's easy to get access to people's information. I don't know. I feel like, okay, so if money were no object, what would you devote your life to? I feel like I'd still devote my life to telling stories. Excuse me. Um, but it might be different on what I told. Because there's like stuff that I'm passionate about or weird small things that I know objectively wouldn't make any money. But I'm still interested in telling. Yeah. It. So I think it would still be making stuff, but it would be much more like stuff I was... Not like passion projects. Like I have the story I'm passionate about, but like themes where I'm like, I really want to tell a story about this theme. It's sometimes more heavy hitting because I do have like... Obviously, um, I make stuff that's slightly more jokey. Yeah. Or and jokey with an undertone of like, oh, that's a bit serious. But I think I would probably drift a little bit more into like, hey, I want to like actually say something with yeah. my art. But I also know that that is a, you're hitting an even more niche audience. And even in that, you might not get yeah. any perception. But I don't know. I think also, for me at least, I would experiment more with, like, you know, we do film. <laughs> I like film. Yeah. I'm happy doing film. But I think I've, I've very recently come to realize and appreciate different formats for different stories. Dif- like, yes. Like how some stories can only be told in a book or some stories can only be told as a comic or a video game or a film. And I feel like I would love to be able to experiment and do and tell stories different ways and experiment in different fields yeah that would be something that would be really cool to do and i think having unlimited money would would be like okay well i'm gonna go and direct a video game now it is weird that you said that actually a couple weeks ago not only do i have an idea for a video game that i've like written a whole treatment for um but i was recently looking into like comic creation Mm. which is interesting because compared to filmmaking which is a lot of and everyone is like it's not that you can make it break it is a lot of who you know yes. it's a lot it's an aggressive amount of nepotism even like small nepotism um not it doesn't have to be like my dad's the you know whatever paramount but it's like i know this person who got this job here um but comic books it's literally like okay i'm over general i'm oversimplifying the situation but in a much more uh serious scale it's like are you talented submit your work that you've drawn at your home to me, cool, you're now a comic yes. book creator. Do you have this stuff, yes or no? Yes or no, doesn't matter who you know. Doesn't Obviously, for like when you get into like Marvel and stuff, but some of the small publishers, like even uh, IDW sometimes, it's literally like, you can just submit your portfolio and be like, yeah, I wrote this story and do these, you know, sketch artists, can I have a job? And then they might say, hey, considering you're doing all the work and it's all on you, yeah, we'll publish your comic, and if it makes a bunch of money, great. And if it doesn't, we'll let you go. But that's fine. But yeah, but I, I don't know how I got on that side tangent. I think you kind of just triggered something in my brain. But it's, it is interesting. I think I would prefer film to be more like that, which is kind of, I guess, to wrap it into the money isn't any obstacle to be like, oh, you have a good idea? Yeah, okay. You want to know what's funny? I actually don't want to go into film. Okay, interesting. I want, I would love, I'm a firm believer in, like, adult animation. 
as not as in big mouth but like you know like arcane or something oh okay yeah yeah animated like using animation as a medium that's not just for kids like yes. i'm a firm believer in that that okay. concept mm-hmm. and that and that principle um and i love the freedom that animation provides right okay being yeah. able to do high concept things incredibly you know you can create your own world create so. your own world and it's it's still obviously hard but you don't have to fix it to the real life this is how things look in real life yeah you know you can play with style a lot more you can play with the colors the you know the dynamics of the movement of the world how it all looks perspective you can change and i like fantasy stories so i think that that is why i'm drawn to that medium there's more freedom there's more freedom to do fantasy, yeah. yes so i like live action i like live action filmmaking but it's not something that i want to do forever you know okay so like that's my like would you prefer doing animation or just writing for animation? Writing for animation. Gotcha. I am... I love drawing. Gotcha. But I have neither the skill set nor the experience to actually animate something. I... Animation yeah. is fucking hard. Oh my goodness. I took a class yeah. <laughs> in my last semester of college with professor christine vanna who's a filmmaker does a lot of experimental stuff she actually has a thing in lawrence mass right now amazing i mean just amazing filmmaker just amazing person good lord the amount of just because you're like oh there's all this freedom to do anything but the freedom to do anything comes with the fact that you have to do everything yes i can't just like go this is a really cool location that i found let me film it i have to go i've thought of this cool location in my brain let me draw yep. or digitally animate or do the 3D modeling for it. Yes. Everything. Every single Is thing. there a screw in that board? I have to put the screw in the board and I have to put the screw in the board every single second if it's yeah. hand drawn animation or, you know, the rendering. But man, a mother of God. Yeah, I, I have a ton of respect for animators too yeah. because of that. And I think that's like, but also for, I'm like, I'm a nerd about like details. And like Touché. the lore, the world building. Yeah. Not quite like these are this is the manufacturer of the screws in this table. But you know, stuff like that where it's like you can just get so nitty and so yeah. nitty with the background details. I think that shit is just so cool. That's you know what me and my girlfriend have recently been watching Adventure Time. Yes. Which I'd never seen and I, I kinda start watching it, but we watch a bunch of it. And I was like, Oh my goodness, and there's stuff I was picking up on and I was she was like, Oh, the war, blah blah, there was like some war and I won't spoil but I was like, oh, they lost the Cold War. Like, that's just the premise of the show is America lost the Cold War. Spoilers. Oh, I haven't even gotten to the point where they say that. I'm oh. just looking at it. Oh, I don't okay. actually know if that's the spoiler, but... No, I'm just looking at the background. You said it with such confidence. I'm like, looking oh. into the background, and I, I did, like, a, a quick scan ahead to, like... But, like, there's, like, an episode where... And it's, like, the, to the, like, tiny details. Like, they never outwardly say it. They're never going to say in a kid's show, Hi, America lost a Cold there War. A nuclear By the way, the Cold War is... Yada, 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 yada. They do, they do say nuclear apocalypse, which is weird. They're like, yeah, we got nuked, and we like that's why everything is mutated, and this is that. But um, but there's like the fact that like all their references stop at the very late '80s. Like all every single references that they make, even all the in jokes in the show, visual gags, never pass the '80s. There's like a Cheers joke. There's like 
they, they find a cell phone, which is like chunky Something, flip yeah, phone. Yeah. yeah, and then the only other ones are like the giant ones. The, all the computers are like the boxy, boxy Max. And I'm like, oh, that's a really great detail where like you never say, hey, the world never progressed past, you know, whatever, 86. But you go, we're literally not going to put in any visual references to anything past like 89, mm-hmm. which is like a really cool way to just animation, which I like that show. Um, it has its ups and downs because it's a kid show and I'm an adult so sometimes I'm but, like eh. but that's what I'm saying yeah is that their shows Adventure Time Owl House um, Steven Universe Gravity Falls yeah. Steven yeah. Universe Falls, yeah. fucking She-Ra like those Voltron when it was good um, <laughs> but those are shows that like blew up with an adult fan base yeah because they you know they took themselves seriously and there's very clearly like a market audience for the, animated the, yeah. shows catered at adults that are not Family Guy or Big Mouth. Not dunking on Family Guy or Big oh, Mouth. Oh, you can. I hate Family Guy. I think it's... I've, like, watched little bits of it. I do, whatever, continue. But that's what I mean. It's like, I'm, I'm a strong believer in that... In that, I guess... I don't even know what... Not genre. But you know what I mean. But no, it is its own yeah. genre. It's it's actually... It's, it's a kind of misnomer to say it's a genre because it encompasses a lot of genres. But medium. Yes, that would that be the medium, that medium that of tone, storytelling. Yeah. That medium, yeah. And I think I think it's good that we saw Arcane win literally every award it was nominated for. That's true. Because that shows, and I've been keeping a beat on this for the past four years, I've, there's market reports that are publicly available mm-hmm. of from studios looking at trends in adult animation and how specifically referencing children's shows yeah. and especially anime... Right, anime is sort of booming, booming in America, yeah, and with adult audiences, and how everyone's been saying we need to catch up, we need to catch up, we need to catch up, we need to, you know, pounce on this market opportunity, but no one's really done it yet. I think because they're so worried that they'll, they're so well. Okay, I think one of the reasons is, I mean, did you see any bit of the Oscars? I know last the Oscars they didn't screen half of it this year. Huh? Like a bunch of categories they, did, they didn't they even did. fucking. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were It got kind of overshadowed by the like fact Will that Will Smith, Smith like yeah, slapped slap Chris. That guy, that guy, Chris Rock. Yeah. I'm sorry. But, uh, I have I have so much yeah. space in my brain and that For, was Yeah. No. <laughs> but people watched over the fact that I think it was this year, might have been last year, and I believe it was Amy Schumer. Yes. No, I do remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Where she just she said animation is uh, literally announcing the winner of the animation. She said, animation, the thing kids loves, the, ki- the kids love, and that adults have to tolerate. I was oh. like, half of your industry's animation. I'm like, I, actually, I'm going to Google this. I'm going to, I'm interested to see if she's in an animated film, because if she is, that would be really horrible. You know what I mean? Because, but it is a very interesting, kind Certain mediums are definitely like this is for kids and this is not for kids. And I think it used to be that for video games as well. And to be clear, I'm not really big on video games. I have neither the patience for long running ones nor the time. And as a kid, we were never really encouraged to play video games. My mom didn't like video games. Yeah. Not even for like the they'll make you violent or anything, but more like you could be doing something else. Yeah. Like it was like you could be doing something else that could be fun, but please don't be sitting on your ass. Um Man, yeah. Hmm. Apparently, Amy Schumer was not in an animated movie. 
But I'm not the first person to look that up because a lot of them is, was Amy Schumer in an animated movie? But, um, oh man. I, Damn. Amy Schumer. I'm not a fan of Amy Schumer. Um, yeah. I forget where we were, but. It was unlimited time, and, or unlimited money. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was your question. I definitely would not go into animation. Just no yeah. patience. I think also it's like, you know, it's. I grew up, I grew up watching and playing, I don't even, like, I, the, my, my probably three biggest things, yeah, three biggest things mm-hmm. that I, like, media I consumed as a kid, Kingdom Hearts series, okay. Jack and Dexter games, Crash Bandicoot. Literally no idea what Jack and Dexter is. Yes, it's a PlayStation thing. Okay. We talked about this earlier. Your Xbox on PlayStation, whatever. And even Xbox I bought in like 2019, yes. so. Yes, well, my brother had a PlayStation 2. Well, my brother got a PlayStation 2 when we were very young. Gotcha. So these are all like classic PS2 Best, games. Okay, gotcha. So like I grew up on those. I grew up watching my brother play those, and then I played mm-hmm. them when I finally had enough brain cells to understand how to yeah. play a video game. But then I also grew up on like I watched Yu-Gi-Oh, I watched Transformers. Okay. You can make a joke about that. No, I love, no, 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 no one knows this. So I'm just gonna derail it for a second. My secret franchise that I love is the Transformers, not the Michael Bay movies. Oh, everything else. Show. Yeah, I love the Transformers. Transformers Armada. I had that. I have box sets VH. I have box set VHS tapes of those. I haven't seen Armada. I've it's seen, so good. I've heard that. It's very uh, Japanese anime. It's no, they're all all of them. All yeah, the original two yeah. D ones. They're all like originally like made in Japan. Made in Japan. Yeah. Dubbed in Japan. Then brought over and co-produced by America. I liked the new. I don't know. Did you watch the new one that Netflix released? Oh, it is much more adult animation. I actually. have not. I should it's check it out. Pretty good. It's actually really good. Yeah. It's eighties, all eighties designs and stuff too. Pretty cool. Sorry, you were saying. But that's what I mean. It's like I grew up on that stuff. Okay. You know, and I think that that very much led me, like that that was creatively where my my roots are, right? My okay. interests are from that, and everything that I've you know come to like and come to really want to make truly. So very long form story. Is time. yes, again, yeah. Kingdom Hearts is like my brain rot. Yeah. Um, long form storytelling, you know, fantasy action adventure. Right, that's the shit I grew up with. That's the stuff I've grown to love. That's the stuff that I find the most in, intriguing for me. Mm-hmm. So that you know, I don't know. That's my foundation, and that's yeah. what I want to do. That makes sense. Okay, I can actually see that in work you've done, because animation is surprise, especially anime is surprisingly is a very specific visual style. Yeah, that I think you might have like subconsciously tapped into sometimes. Yes. No, absolutely. And then also like when I was, when I was like twelve, thirteen. I had my little, like, oh, God. <laughs> I had a phase. Oh, man. I had, I had, I had a, like, a, a hardcore, like, 2013 Attack on Titan Tumblr, gotcha. Tumblr era. That's not as bad as I thought it was good. I thought you were going to say something else. I have no idea what you were going to say, but I was like, I'm interested to see what she's No, but, say. like, I was, like, I was one of the girlies on Tumblr. Like, not quite as intense, but I was gotcha. one of those people, and I, I it, like, it rotted my brain for a while. But that's like I don't know. That's the stuff that I've that I've always been most drawn to, and that I've consumed the most. So I think that's what's flavored me now as an adult. Gotcha. See, for me, I'm very 
Definitely, as you're very aware, very 80s. Like, yes. 80s movies, uh, The Wazoo, that's the movies my mom liked, so that's the movies that we watch, and that's the movies that I like. Star Wars, early age. Um, but, ah, uh, weird thing was, I love, my biggest, when I was a kid, more than Star Wars, more than superheroes, more than anything else, was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Have you seen those original movies? I have not. Oh my god, they're so amazing. The live action ones? Oh my goodness. I, okay, I might have seen one at, like, my grandma's, like, place when I was growing up. They're so... Up until the Blair Witch Project, they were the most profitable... It was the most profitable indie film of all time because it was an indie film because it was just, like, the creators just, like... Not the creators, but the creators of the movie just basically just went out and just made a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which, like, with Jim Henson, who made the, like, suits, and that was it, which means... This is a total side rail. You should watch it. It is... Barely a kid's movie. And when I say barely a kid's movie, I mean that like multiple points in the movie, which is my favorite part of the movie, is just they cut to a wide, something bad will happen, they'll cut to just a wide of New York City, and then just echoing throughout the entire city, you hear a character scream, damn, just like ringing through the streets. Or like they're just like killing, like just, they have swords and like, you know, Kai, they're like just actually killing people. Movie is fantastic. You should watch it. It's so good. It's so well done. It's so good. It's so good. My point, my point, the reason, it's not good because it's, like, violent. My point was, I have to always, like, preference my recommendation of that movie with that thing. Because you, when you think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you either think... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You think either the six, the 80s cartoon yeah. or the Michael Bay movies. Yes. Because that's, like, original even, and recency. I don't even think about... I forgot Michael Bay even did those. I only think, like, the original yeah. cartoon. But then everyone's like, oh, it's a kid's joke. And you're like, nah, they, like, they have, like... A, a woman gets like sexually assaulted. It's like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a lot of movie, and like they never touch it. They're just like, that's that. Okay, let's move on. There's a petition that they're like part of the reason that we have such a like a specific rating system on movies because parents were like, oh no, like I took my kids in thinking it was going to be like the '80s cartoon, and this was not the '80s cartoon. Jurassic Park was another one. Yeah, yeah, it was a big one. And Jaws. What was there was one. Um, Mortal Kombat was for gaming. That's what I'm thinking. I'm never mind. Or they, when they released Mortal Kombat, they're like, now we gotta put a rating system. Gotta get rating, yeah. I can sort of see that. I know that people don't like the rating system, especially when you're a teenager. You're like, God, this is so lame. This is. But then when you see that, and you're like, yeah, especially with the newer ones, I probably wouldn't want to see a kid I, see that. Yeah, <laughs> like I think it was different, and like, you know, 90s. 1999. Where's the sprites? Where's the sprites? And it's just like a spray of red pixels. Yeah. You know, now you watch the guy, they're like. With perfect anatomical accuracy, you get his spine ripped out. Yeah, yeah. All of that. It's. A, I think it's different. It's a bit much. I think it's a bit gratuitous. Yeah, it is what it is. But my, I don't remember where it was. But for point of reference, Team Junior's Turtles was like my first love of any media franchise, and I highly recommend the first one. Everyone. Okay. The second one is dumb but fun. The third one is bad. No, the third one actually, and to wrap back back around to our uh, one of our original topics. Is another, they were making a different movie and they couldn't, the movie is, the, the movie starts and they're just like, hey guys, we're in the lair. And then April O'Neil comes in and she's like, I bought this lamp from an antique store. And then they touch it and they get, that's, that's, that's it. That's Don't perfect. they get sacked back in time? Yeah, to, few, to, to feudal Japan. Exactly. Re- and yes. then it's just a samurai movie for the rest of the film. And then occasionally they'll cut back to, um to normal like timeline and three the people they like they replace three guys so there's like there's these three samurai just like just jostling around New York and that's like the weird comedy but the rest of it is just like 
a movie about samurai. Dead serious samurai. Not dead well, like, serious. Like, <laughs> Self serious. A little bit samurai movie. Yeah. With the teenage mutant ninja turtles. And that's it. And that's what I think all franchises should do when they run out of ideas is just do a genre. Japan. No, Feudal, just go just do a samurai movie. Animated Batman movies did it. They ran out of ideas yeah. what to do a couple years ago. They just made Batman Ninja. It's just a movie with Batman and Feudal Japan. You know what fucked me up as a kid? What's up? Batman versus Dracula. Ba- Can I say one thing? Yes. I, to be clear, I love my mother so much. And she always means so, so well. And she tries to keep up with the stuff I'm like nerdy about and specific about. I told her, as as a kid, one of the things I watched was the Batman animated series. The original Batman animated series. And a couple of years ago, she got super excited. We're big thrift shoppers. That's just, Mm -hmm. we have to be, yada, yada, yada. So she goes to the thrift store very frequently and saw Batman versus Dracula and was like, oh my God, I found him an episode of the Batman animated series on DVD and gave it to me for my birthday. And I was like, this is amazing. I've not watched it. It's it's sitting. It's moved with me like four times. It is. It's in my apartment on a stack of DVDs. I shit not that I cleaned out yesterday. That I've labeled. Should I get rid of this? And it's just in my should have get rid of this stack. So if you would like the Batman vs Dracula no. DVD set, I have it. No. <laughs> okay. I said I walked out of. I walked out of happily never after yeah. as a kid. There's three things I've either actively walked out of or turned, turned off. off yeah one of them is happily never after okay the other is my old middle school's production of high school musical <laughs> i left during intermission i was a junior and i said i can't do this anymore i would love if you left before intermission you're just like ah, nah, i got up in the middle of the show actually <laughs> I think it was like two scenes before intermission. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. We just got up and left. And the last one, it was it was my brother and I. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like a Halloween special, I think. And we were like, yeah. oh my god, Batman movie. And it was like on TV. And we watched it. And my mom was like, what the fuck are you guys watching? And we were freaking the fuck out. And my brother, who is one, four years older than mm-hmm. me, and two, way more into horror movies, he's like, we need to turn this off. Like, I, I, we can't do this. I was freaking out, but I didn't want to I say anything. I'm not remembering this movie well, then. I don't think it was that scary, but as a but kid... at the time, yeah. Like, as a kid, like, oh, 10 p.m., yeah. fucking Halloween, watching, like, Dracula... Everything's so scary. ...eat people? <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, that movie, that movie messed me up. I had nightmares for weeks, but I also just have nightmares, period. <laughs> but they were just Batman versus Batman Dracula. Batman versus Dracula, specific nightmares. Yeah. Doesn't the penguin get... To- I saw that when I was a kid. He gets killed. Penguin gets turned. Oh, I think he turns into a. No, I know that the Joker gets turned into a vampire and he gets the pineapple haircut. <sighs> Never mind, I don't remember this at all. That's. The, I you know, think the penguin gets gets brutally killed. Though. You know what? I think that is, and then at the end they just have. That's like, have you ever seen uh, reruns of the original? I don't know why you've seen this. I don't know why anyone have seen this, and that is a rhetorical question. Reruns of the original A Team. They'd like kill someone and like they'd be like, uh, there's a, it's a joke a lot. You can see this a lot, but they'd like drive off the truck. They'd like kill the guy, they'd shoot the guy in the head, and then he'd like drive off into a ditch and like crash into a tree. But because they're being like aired on TV, uh, then for the aired on TV and plain versions, I forget if this is the movie or the TV show, um, you'd hear him be, you'd just hear just a random voice be like, You okay? Yeah, I'm 
<laughs> because they couldn't kill someone that they brutally. To, like, dub it in. <laughs> Basically, so there's a lot of dubs and you can look it up. And it happens in other movies on the planes too, where they'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm good. I'll just make it out of here. Where it's like just in the background so that they can officially be like, check, we didn't kill anyone. No one, no one got Yeah, no one murdered. So I like where I, I would love like cuts of you know, aggressively R-rated movies. You know, like the Halloween franchise where he's like, shink, 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 shink. And then afterwards they're like, you good? No, you missed everything. Body comes <laughs> flopping down through the doorway. Yeah. He's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. You missed Send all my help. vital bits. <laughs> Send help. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, it, it is weird when you watch stuff as a kid and then you're like, oh, this was not. Why did I watch this? Like, why was I allowed to watch this occasionally? It's definitely, I don't, th- I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but there's definitely been things where it's like I revisited as an adult and I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. I shouldn't have been allowed to see that. I was, when, when I was very young, uh, my mom was like, convinced she was like, you're going to, Nolan, you're going to think Roxanne is hilarious. It's a Steve Martin film. It's about the, Steve Martin and he has this giant nose. And when I say he has a big nose, I mean he has a nose about this big. And that's like, boop. Yeah, and it, the start of the film is literally just like a naked woman running around in a forest and I think I was very very young and my mom was like oh no like cause she had like put the movie on and then left and then she came back and then there was just like this naked woman who got locked out of her house I think and Steve Martin maybe had to help her I forget but that was and she came back and she's like oh shit I don't remember this at all there's a lot of stuff where my mom will turn on a movie especially when I was young and she'd be like oh I don't remember this and it's, it's usually the beginning of the movie. Like, even, like, in the very, very young, uh, we were like, oh, let's watch The Goonies. And I was, v- like, a very little kid. Yeah. And it's like, the first scene is, like, they break the, the dick off of a statue, and then they, like, swear, and they're like, my mom really likes the statue, and she's going to be really angry that that bit of the specific statue is now off the statue. And you're like, sorry, what? What is this? In a children's movie? See, if there is a similar... Similar thing. Yeah. Well, one, my dad always was, my dad was the parent who showed my brother and I, like, all the raunchy stuff. Okay, gotcha. You know, like, I watched, um, Animal House at, like, age nine. Really? Yeah. I still haven't seen Animal House. Animal House House is, no interest. Meh. No need to. But, as a nine, showing, showing Animal House to a nine-year-old child. Put some ideas in your head. Probably counts as, like, neglectful parenting. And then my, my, my dad literally told me. Don't tell your mother about this. And then I told her like two years later and she was like, literally, what the fuck? That's not acceptable. But I remember specifically, um, I also grew up on action movies, like 80s, like Schwarzenegger ones. Oh, yes. Top Gun, Point Break. I fucking love Point Break. Um, Predator. Predator. Actually, I didn't see Predator until I was like a teenager. But I remember I was like probably 10, 10, 11 maybe. Okay. Actually, I know. I, I remember I was like 11. It was the first time I ever got a... Fa- it was the same weekend I got a Facebook profile. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know why this is all coming together. Yeah, but we were at my, at my grandmother's cottage. Okay. So they have a beach cottage. We used to spend... Like, I spent summers there. Like, I lived there basically half the year. Um, I'm being dramatic. But we spent a lot of time yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And I remember they had this old collection of VHS tapes. And we were like, well, we should watch later tonight. Something we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, "We should watch." Um... Oh shit! What fuck? Give me a subject. Oh, it's Schwarzenegger. He drives a Harrier at the end. Drives a Harrier? Like oh. a oh what? Like a Harrier jet? Oh, um, um, I was gonna say jingle all the way until you said jet. No, um, no, no. This is like a hard like 
Schwarzenegger action film. Like, not comedy, really. Yeah. Um, let me, let me, is it true, is it true lies? Is it total recall? I think, no, it's not. I think it's true lies. Okay. I think it's, it's true lies. It's, yes. Okay. Um, true lies, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, she's great in it. It's like a bit of an action comedy. Basically, he is a super secret agent, yeah, Schwarzenegger he's, he's man. Schwarzenegger, yeah. But he's like, you know, it's a secret thing. So he's like a tax collector or whatever, even though he's, <laughs> you know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Imagine that being your tax collector. You just show, you're just like, oh man, I haven't paid my taxes this year. I'll get him in by the late. And of course, there's no internet, so you have to like do them by mail. And then just Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm imagining in the, like a, a too small yes, yes, yes. shows up and he's just like, give me all your taxes. Well, he like leaves work for, he leaves for work every morning. Okay. You know, in his too tight business attire. Oh my God, he he's actually like, does this? He's like, bye honey. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, bye sweetie. Have fun collecting people's taxes or whatever the fuck. Does, does Jamie Lee Curtis know? No, that? that's the thing. She's like, his cover is that he's a tax collector and he goes on business trips. But so she doesn't. She doesn't know. How would you not know? And, you know, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's 6'5", 300 pounds, and all muscle. I also mean, how would you not know? Imagine if you spent all your time with someone and didn't... He just... kills people for a living. And, like, you know, commits coups in, like, Venezuela. Also, how would, like... Like, basically things like, um... Hey, honey, uh, what... Can you do our taxes this year? And he's like, I'm not good at numbers. <laughs> like, what? What are you just kidding me? Eventually, that would come out of the watch that you can't do math, I guess. But the so the so the movie is centered okay. on a series of hijinks. I think he gets kidnapped. But the long and short of it is that Jamie Lee Curtis's character needs to fake her way through being a secret agent as well. Interesting. Right? Okay. In search of her husband, who like I think gets kidnapped, but he's like on the secret agent mission, but she doesn't know that. So the cover story is that he's or he tells her she's he's been kidnapped. Okay. It's a bit of a messy movie. Hijinks ensue. But regardless, what's important to this conversation is mm-hmm. that I'm like 11 years old and I'm watching this movie. It's objectively a decent Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Okay. Sure. One of the better ones before he like commits to like last Jingle action hero. Jingle all the way. Um, and owns a donkey. Yes. That he lives, lives in this house. But there's this scene where like two basically... She's been told by this secret agent, who I think is actually just Arnold Schwarzenegger, that she needs to seduce this agent, this rival agent or whatever, this enemy. Sorry. And okay, continue. And it's so it's it's basically a Jamie Lee Curtis like strip oh, scene where no. she then seduces this dude, and I think it's also Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wait, the dude is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Like, he's like, you need to seduce this dude or whatever, but it's him. I don't know why he does this. How would you been, not know it's Arnold like, Schwarzenegger? He's, like, silhouetted in the darkness. How would, like, that's I don't know. The Rock was like, look at that man over there. It was definitely not me. You'd be like, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's been ages since I've seen True I'll have to watch this interesting movie. But it is it is surprisingly good. Okay. For, for a Schwarzenegger movie. But we get to the point where she's, like, taking her clothes off. Mm-hmm. And my fucking, my entire family is like, no fucking way, Riley, get the hell out of the room. Like, yeah. we completely forgot that this, is that this happened in this movie. We thought it was just like a standard, you know, kind of like commando. Action comedy, yeah, yeah. So, yes, that was, that, that has happened to me before. That's, Interesting. That's the famous one that comes to mind for I've me. I've never, I don't think anything had that drastic. You literally just said, 
No, I just like dressed... Steve Martin naked women movie. Oh yeah, that that's objectively worse. Though that wasn't like a it wasn't like a sexy strip scene. It was just like this lady who like I forget I forget. But it wasn't the like high a hijinks. It was it was a full hijinks. It was like okay. it, it was it was like a joke where like he, the the joke was. He's this like weird guy who, for some circumstance, there's all of a sudden this like kind of n- almost naked woman in his yard, and he's like, "Oh, kukwa? But it wasn't like a "ooh, sexy." It was more like a huh? "me and my big nose don't know what to do" sort of yeah. thing. I don't think we got past. I don't even think we got to the part where he had a reaction. I think I like we she got saw naked lady on screen and said nope and next. Which day. makes sense because yes. we we're way too young like, to be watching a child. Yeah, and also if she didn't remember that scene, she might be you know you don't. Know Know what else you know absolutely oh man yeah there are some movies if i ever have kids i'll have to like if i I, people say this bingo which is and a lot of parents i know now do that but there's a lot of stuff where i'll have to be like i think jurassic park is good for you jurassic park is good it's spooky oh i love it i just watched them the other week they're amazing they're scary as shit if you're trying they are dude i okay those the velociraptors Oh yeah, terrifying years, literally years. They're so good. They are. The only reason that wasn't as scary as other movies for me is because I definitively know it's almost a weird thing. Like I definitively know it doesn't exist. Yeah. Even more than like mystical creatures, because in my brain I'm like, yeah, but we don't know they don't exist. Yes. But we know that raptors exist. They're all and dead. And we know that they are dead. Yeah. So then I'm just like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> See, I just I I got night terrors as a kid, so I, gotcha. I got stuck in a loop. Um. Did your family have you, like, did you have a ban on R-rated movies when you were a kid, or no? We did. It wasn't, it was, yeah, I guess there was a ban on R-rated movies. It was more of just, like, when you hit 17, you're allowed to watch them. And yeah. when we get to that, it's fine. And I think the first real R-rated movie, we accidentally, we didn't realize that Goodwill Hunting was R. And then my mom, like, showed us Goodwill Hunting. And then I think she realized there was, there was a weird scene where she was like, that is a weird in a PG-13 movie. And at the end, my, at the time, very young sister... Realized it was R and was like, You showed us an R movie! You're a liar! And it was like, She like rubbed, she like, she just like, every time my mom would bring up something, she'd be like, Yeah, but you showed us an R movie, so you're a bad parent. And then my mom is like killing herself to take care of us. That's so scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very, my sister's hilarious. So, Goodwill Hunting then is your first R rated movie? I think so. Gotcha. Yeah. Because, so I remember, so like, I wasn't allowed to watch R rated movies mm-hmm. as a kid. But my mom was like, we will, like, we can pick one for your first, like, ever R-rated movie. Okay, yeah. And I remember very specifically, it was Speed, starring Keanu Reeves and Dennis Hopper. Say, that's R? And it is. It was, like, one of the first ones. But, you know, it's from, like, the 90s, like, yeah. early 90s. So it's really, like, a PG-13 by today's standards. Yeah. You know, they swear a little bit. There's a lot of, like, shooting and violence and whatnot. But it's not, like, you know, it Django would be, Unchained. It would be a nowadays PG-13 movie. Yes. So that was I remember that was very specifically my first R-rated movie. Gotcha. I remember I really liked it. Speed is actually a very fun movie. I think my first real one on purpose mm-hmm. is Logan because that came out the week I think a week before my birthday, my seventeenth birthday, and I was like, "Can I see Logan?" My yeah. mom was like, "Sure, that sounds great. The trailers are great." We watched it, and Logan. See, that's another one where it's like that's a hard R. That's and it's different. To like and I'll, we'll, we'll move, start moving on from this in a second. But Logan is different in an R-rated movie because 
the point of the movie is you're supposed to be disturbed and go like, oh, that's very that's realistic violence. Up. Yeah. And so it's because the that's... kid's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not even just the kid's doing it. Even like the first scene, like it starts up and I've heard, I've heard claims that it's like the best opening scene tonally for any movie. I'll have to rewatch it, but I think I might agree with it because like it starts off He's asleep in the car. And you go, it's like Wolverine is asleep in the car. And then he wakes up and he's like half drunk. And the guys are like, it's not even like a like a super fight. They're just like normal men stealing lug nuts off his car. And he like tires, almost yeah. loses and his like thing doesn't come out. And he's like pulling out and cutting his hand. Blood. Oh my God. Yeah. And he chops the dude's arm off. Yeah. And he's like punching through their knees and you see it. And you just go like, oh no. Like, this is this kind of movie. He's fallen so, but it's also like great tonally because immediately you get like, this is not, he's saving the world. This is just... Just like he is this broken man who was like harming people for I don't even think it's because they're stealing his lug nuts I think it's because they're stripping them like they just like where do you take the silver off but that was the first movie and that was my first like real R-rated movie where I was like oh man that's a lot yeah that that is yeah that is a lot it's a good movie it is I like those a great movie in fact I think, okay, so we'll start to wrap up this because we've actually, I'm looking at the time, but I didn't realize how long we've been talking. Um, the, my last question is what would you title this chapter of your life? Shit, I don't know. Yeah. You know me, I notoriously suck at titles. That's true. I almost, in the beginning intro, was going to reference your movie, This Is Gonna Come Down. Legally, I don't Before know I you call it that. Before I, oh, yeah. This is the... I'll edit that. Just goes, this is it. But, uh, and then I was like, oh, yeah. And then I thought it was Sway With Me, which is a different song. And then I had to actually go back into Sofa 2 and remember what the name God was. God damn it, no Well, okay, we called it This Is Gonna Come Down for, like, Literally, two years. We also... Through the ends. Yeah. Like, I still call it just Dizzy for short. Yeah. And everyone who I talked to who was on the crew were involved with it. They just know it as Dizzy. Yeah. But it, whatever. We're not going to get into that. Yeah, That's not sure. a podcast thing. That's funny. Um, legally, it can't legally, be a podcast. Legally, it cannot be a podcast. A music thing. company sues us. I will turn it over to you then. Okay. What would sure. you... Interesting. What um, would you do it? I... Have a slightly interesting response. I don't. I have this really, for whatever reason, and there's like a myriad reason. I don't have a very good memory before seventeen. Mm-hmm. Basically, everything before that, there's like bits and pieces, but nothing really definitive. Yeah. Um, and then college just kind of happened and happened very quickly. I was always very, bu- as you know, I was very, frequently yeah. very busy, so it kind of just zooped by. So everything there almost seems up until this point because now I'm like in oh my god this sounds so nerdy I actually decided I wanted to live in New York City when I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one um but so like a kid yeah no but literally at like four years old I was like I'm going to my uncle lives in New York City and I was like I'm going to move to New York City I don't care what I'm doing I, I will move to New York City because if I want to become a paleontologist which I did at the time I w- they're, they're there and the okay. museum natural history is there if I want to go into something else it's also there so like no matter what I do it will be there it will be there so for me it's weird where everything for the most part has almost been obviously I'm saying this now because I'm in this bubble now where yeah. we recently moved to New York but almost everything else feels like a prologue so this almost feels like oh this is when I say this is a new chapter this literally feels like okay now I'm actually getting into the meat of the substance of a book 
everything else was like this weird prequel that you don't really have to read. Um, <laughs> everything else, but so I don't know what I call it though, because New Beginnings is dumb and stupid. This is really good audio content. <laughs> Just dead silence. Is dead silence. Room tone. This is this is room tone correct. This is going to be a testament. If you are listening to this and thinking, "Wow, this is snappy and good," that's a testament to my editing. <laughs> I believe. I'm a believer. <laughs> um, I feel like okay. I feel like the chapter would be called "Settling In." Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty short chapter, and it's just of, there's so much shit happening right now, I'm trying to get, like, a new job under wraps, and I've obviously, I moved in with my girlfriend, and we're trying to figure that out, and I'm figuring out new things, where I feel like I'm not in this stage where I can kind of move forward, even, like, with this, the, the podcast itself is just, like, I'm, like, I was bored, and I want to create things. want to do something. I want to do, and I want to get better at interviewing, so I was like, I'll, I'll kind of create this podcast to talk about people and learn interesting things about them, and it's all this kind of, like the precursor to something else. So I think it's my title would be settling in, mm-hmm. which sounds dumb because I hate to settle down in any capacity. That makes sense. I get that. Oh yeah. I'd say that would be it. Yeah. I would say, I think in a similar vein, um, I don't know, like, I guess I'm looking at long-term trends because obviously, hmm. you know, my life is a bit of a, chaotic you know bunch of stuff happening right now but looking at long-term trends i feel like this is just a continuation of i would say it's like one step at a time okay if i had to if i had to label if i had to put a, a title to the chapter it would be one step at a time and i say that because like i i had an idea of what i thought my life would be like boom Yep. Especially when I was 17. Yep. As I think everyone does. But very quickly, and I do mean quickly, in like an eight-month span, everything fell apart. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, the person I thought I'd be imploded, where I thought I would be going to school imploded, what I thought I wanted to do imploded. You know, there's people who know, you know... From very early on, I want to be a doctor. I want to go into film, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm going to wind up here. I'm going to do this. Okay. I'm going to live here. <laughs> Move to another country or whatever. And that is their... The journey of their life is getting to that point. Whereas for me, it was... I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. I had an idea. It implodes on me. <laughs> yeah. In, in the summer of 2018... And then I basically have to magic my way out of it. Okay. Over-dramatizing it. Yeah. Also, not giving yourself enough credit. Less magic and more hard work. Yes. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, what do I do next? Yes. What is... I do this, and then what? So, everything I've... Every step I've taken has just been immediate future planning. Yeah. You know, it's not like yeah. I have a five-year plan. I'm going to be doing this in five For, years. Forever, yeah. Like, my brother has, like, five-year plans of, like, oh, you know, I'm working this job now. I want to be at this point in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, me, even we have friends over. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's like, you know, going to, going to school we went to, that was 
shot in the dark, didn't know if that was going to work out. Yeah, same Going way. into film, you know, that wasn't something that I knew since I was a kid. That was something I, I had settled on like six months prior, basically, to applying to school. Interesting. Okay. Um, you know, every, every step I've taken in my own personal life has been one step at a time. Don't know who's going to be with me doing it. Okay. Don't know where I'll be doing it. So it's always, you know, it's balancing uncertainty. And yeah. then, you know, we talked about what we wanted to do before graduation. And now we're obviously hearing we've been to graduating and whatnot. And it's very different than what we thought yes. for a variety of reasons. But even then, we didn't know where we were going to wind up. I didn't know where I was going to move. I yeah. had settled on New York because that was the cleanest solution. Yeah. But as far as who I was going to be living with, where I, in New York I was going to be living, you know, yeah. and then what I would be doing on a day-to-day basis, that was all, again, unknowns. Yeah. And I can't even tell you what I'm going to be doing three months from now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I feel it. Right? I can't tell you what I'm going to be doing a year from now. I have a lease until middle of next year. Yep. And so that is my forecast. One step at a time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, touche. One week, one day, however it is. Get it done. I have... It's interesting. I do... Yeah, you did touch upon something that I've been feeling recently where I'm just kind of like, and if I, if my publisher forces me to change my title in my book, um, I think another one that it would be is how did I get here, which mm-hmm. is like, or what, what the hell happened? Because it was very much like, even up until like, it sounds dumb, but up until like, and I know, I hate bringing it up because it's just always talking about, but like the, when the pandemic started, like I was going to get, I was all lined up to like get an internship in New York that summer i was like this is great obviously i couldn't do that because there was so much stuff going on and then all the applications closed and then the next summer when another internship came up they were like great this is awesome by the way we don't pay you and that so that was a no-go and it was very different because obviously now walking into the film industry so i ain't saying well i've been on some short film student sets it's very different than walking and saying i have an internship so i think that was something where even like reason is like two years ago I was like yeah of course I'll do an internship because I have like one this summer and then I'll one next summer and then neither of those happened and it's kind of an interesting like how did I get it actually I'll quote the, the chapter what's the chapter of the Hobbit where they get all the goblin caves uh, the, the chapter of the Hobbit is called out of the frying pan and into the fire which is out of paying for college and into global economic crisis <laughs> global economic crisis with a one year lease yeah. in one of the most expensive, expensive cities, cities on the planet. Yeah, it's, that's that's what it is. I'll just I'll steal from J.R.R. Tolkien. It's just out of frying pan and into the fire. Damn. Yeah. Maybe the fire will be put out, and it's fine. And then we'll have nice burgers or something. But if not, it's <laughs> we wait for now. I'm not. I'm not feeling confident. Yeah. But it is interesting seeing that we're like in similar spots. I guess. It's yeah. That does make sense. You know that scene. You know that in like Moon Knight. I do know Moon Knight. Where like. After he, like, kind of gets back, like, he comes back to consciousness after Mark is doing shit. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. flashing. This is, like, like, oh, like, my goodness. Blood everywhere. It's me. <laughs> Oscar Isaac for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was, that was, I had a moment. I had a moment on the bus yesterday that was like that. Interesting. Where it was, like, all of a sudden... It just feels like everything has been such a blur. Yeah. And I was like on the, I, I just got on the bus and I like sat down and I was about to take a book, like my book that I've been reading gotcha. out of my backpack. And all of a sudden it was like, I phased back into my own fucking consciousness again. And I was like, how in the 
fuck did I get here? Yeah. You know, like I thought, like, you know, last time I had a, had an idea of what I was doing basically. Yeah. Was like, again, when I was 17 and I thought I was going to be a boy for the rest of my life. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit. When did I, like, how, how the fuck did I wind up moving to New York? Mm -hmm. You know? No, I got you. Working in film. Doing all this shit. You know? No, I got you. Baffling. It's, I had an interesting situation. I had a very similar feeling, not to the extent that you had, but a very similar feeling where the week that we were job, the week that we were, I guess sort of job hunting, but specifically apartment searching, signing for the apartment, I got sick with COVID and got very sick. Mm -hmm. Like down, like boom, down and out sick. And then it almost was, it, and then like right afterwards, we, I literally, I think I like hit the day mark of when I can move back. We went up and moved Sophia, my girlfriend, out of her apartment and then moved down here. And it was because I think we never, I never got that time to like be like, here are the apartments I'm looking at. Here are the jobs I'm applying to. Let me go see it. Because I was like literally sick and unconscious for like 10 days. It was this weird thing where I was like, I might move to New York. I'm in New York. Yes. <laughs> I was literally asleep for all the in-between bits. Oh my God. <laughs> so that was, it was very much like a... And then immediately they're like, here's your rent bill and your security deposit. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was just weird because, you know, I was home with my family for a little yeah. while and it was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to move from New York. Didn't have an apartment. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I'm going to move into my girlfriend, my best friend. Yeah. You know, it'll happen. And all of us, because our, I don't know if this was like this for you guys, but we applied for the apartment and then got the lease and then moved in, in like a three day span. For us, it was a couple weeks. We had to put in some like work. It was like, I remember it was literally like getting thrown into a tornado. I was, I've been texting Addy and I was like, are you guys going to move down to New York? No. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe. Yes, like three days. And yes. I was like, whoa. Literally out of the blue. You know? And yeah. and all like it was just one of those things because then it was it was I was living, you know, I was at my parents' place for a while and then all of a sudden within you know, applying for jobs in New York City, mm -hmm. hopefully to get like a, a letter or something to get an apartment, you know, certificate yeah, of yeah. employment or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's just like seventy two hours go by yeah. and it's like fuck me, I'm gonna be starting at a job in a week. And like, there's the rent bill, and like yeah. all my furniture is moved in, and I like don't know anyone here, and like what the fuck? You guys also have like you guys, me and Sophie, I guess eased into because we start off with no furniture, like we yes. just kind of moved down, or very little, I should say, and then we like slowly had to build up. So we at least had that mental like we get to like design our apartment and we get to move in and da da da. You guys like moved in and we're, yeah, it was for point of reference. Yeah, baseball bat is a good one. But say it was it, even when I was helping you guys move in, it was very much like this is an empty home. This is aggressively filled with stuff, and there was like no in between. There's no in between. Yeah. And also, I think it didn't help that we weren't at least Addie and I were not the ones apartment hunting. Yeah. Because you know she's upstate, I'm in another state. So was your other roommate. Our last roommate is lives here or lived. Well, he still lives here, but he lived here prior. And, yeah. You know, he's sending us all the... It, it wasn't tangible. You know, because he's sending us these pictures, these videos. Just emails, yeah. It's basically just like... It's concepts. It's yeah. ideas. It's nothing tangible. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oop. Where my bed is set up and I'm sleeping here for the first night. And I had never seen this place before now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I had a very because I got COVID, so for yeah. me it was like, oh, the, Sophie, how is the place? It's nice. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. Because <laughs> if not, we're screwed, and I'm paying a lot of money. But yeah, it's an interesting conundrum to suddenly. It's that, and I'm, it, it's interesting to hear people talk about, especially people who are like in their thirties or usually in their thirties. I think is interesting the how they talk about where they around their like mid to late twenties where they were suddenly like, huh. What do I do now? You know what I mean? Like, you have the phase that we're in where we settle on what we do. And then, like, late 30s, it's like, for some people, obviously, it's like, should I start a family? Like, should I get engaged? And that sort of thing. And that's, oh, man, when, if we have to, I'm so worried. We have this one friend who will remain nameless. And if they are listening, <laughs> they know who they are, who posted, who's very uh, family-oriented. Very. Um, and to put it one way. To put it one way. And the other day, I, I'm assuming you saw this on their Snapchat story. Uh, their Snapchat story was like, date with whatever. And then it was uh, a picture of like baby clothes. And I was, I, I haven't no asked. Shot. I haven't asked. They also have a lot of young nieces and nephews and like little siblings. So yeah. I hope, but I was just like, mother of God, if I get asked to a baby shower for a person that is like, I think younger than me. Yeah. Who's objectively younger than me. Nah, nope. <laughs> it's no, it's crazy that that has been happening to me in real time. Yeah, because my you best, go to a wedding. My best friend yeah. is getting married. Well, two of my friends are getting married out of the blue within mm. two weeks of each other. One's from Utah, one's from Connecticut. Yeah, so it's fucking crazy. But like, you know, my my best friend, my oldest friend at this point, um, got engaged January twenty one. Okay. Right? I remember so you mentioned more than this, yeah. a year ago, and it was fucking bonkers to me because one, we're like the same age, yeah. and he's been together with his now fiance less time than I've been together with my girlfriend. Yeah, and so it's just like this fucking yeah. whirlwind of shit where, like, the, you know, they were they were living together, right? Mm-hmm. They moved in, which is like fine, you know. Long-term relationships do that. Then all of a sudden they're getting married, and I'm like one of the bridesmaids. And I'm doing like I go to like New Hampshire, like I where remember that yeah you would drive down yeah yeah when like his fiance lives, and all of a sudden there's all this shit going on, and he's like arguing with her family over like wedding choices, and it's all so real to me. And it's like uh, I am a child. The, well, that's the weirdest thing. I'm a fucking baby compared to like real yeah. adults, quote unquote. Yes. How are you getting married? You were the same age as me. You were nine months older than me, actually. But yeah, objectively the same age. Yeah. What the fuck? It is a very weird thing. Of it is because, like, not to say that obviously people when they're younger also get pregnant and also like get married. But then you're always like, oh, that's very young. But we're like kind of out of the range. We're in the range where it's not very young anymore. Where it's just like, oh, it's kind of young, but not like. I guess not socially, and it's sad that it is socially unacceptable to like have a kid and get married young. But we're in the like range of socially acceptable where now I can't even be like, wow, can you believe that blah 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 is getting married? Because then they'd be like, yeah, okay, they're like 24. Yeah. Neat. But he's, it also doesn't help that my friend is like the last one we bet on getting married in our friend gotcha. group. Gotcha. We're like, he's never been. So you're just a sore loser. <laughs> no, I'm not a sore loser. Okay, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Second of all, second of all, what was it? I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. 
But it was more like it was yeah, more like yeah. you guys have been together less time. Yeah, yeah. And also like he's got a salaried like engineering job at this like big firm and yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, they're they're like, talking about like getting a house and then yeah. like once they get a house, get a house. Like, yeah, and get married. At this age? Well, in, this in New economy? Hampshire, rural yeah. New Hampshire. You know, you know, have kids. That's like they're talking about children already. And, and again, I just moved to New York. I don't even know what I'm doing next week. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's like I. I don't know if I'm going to be able to take care of another smaller person that is going to be like I don't relying even on me. Know as if many... I can take care of myself yeah, if, yeah, no, for a year, let alone a child for the rest of their life. And that was the thing that really broke my brain. Is is sitting there like on their bed before they moved. We were just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like talking because we moved, we were moving at the same time. I was moving before that. Yeah, yeah. And we're sitting there. And we're talking about like their plans and like you know where they're what neighborhoods oh, they're looking at moving into. And I'm like, I am so different. My yeah. the, where I am at in my life and where you are at in your life are so vastly different. Yeah, it is fucking with my brain. And it's not even like one is like objectively better or worse. It's just, it's It's weird. It's different. It's even like, I see it honestly. I have a younger sister who's in college now and I, I I almost like kind of realized how I sounded where like when I was, I was stuck for point of reference. I had gone, I'd gone home for the weekend and then got COVID and then had to stay an extra 10 days at my hometown. So I was like stuck. I say stuck. That's a mean word. I was with my mom. Bedridden. Yeah, I was bedridden and my family was there and then my mom unfortunately got COVID. But um, but I realized I was saying like, oh, well, look at this apartment. This is like the down payment, blah, blah, blah. I'm realizing like my sister's looking at me how I would have looked at me like not too long ago. We're just like, ugh. This is boring. Yeah. Not even like a mean adult, but just like, I'm getting excited that we're like finding something that's $250 cheaper. And I'm like, eh, eh. and she's just like, Want to hear something terrible? What's up? I got excited over a potato masher. Oh, day. yeah. That's how, that's how I know I'm not a teenager anymore. What did I... I got so excited about something the other day that was like so... Like a toaster. So I've gotten excited about toasters recently. I think I got excited about like a, some sort of cleaning product. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so aggressively mundane. Mundane and kind of objectively kind of lame. It's... Uh, I've also like... at stuff that my mom would say to me as a kid where I'd be like... I also like... Wait till you're older. Yeah. And there, no, but like when when she... I, I mentioned this earlier while we were actually getting ready for the podcast, but she'd always be like, the best way to find something is to clean. And I'd always be like... No, mom. Well, no. I, I was... I, as a kid, I was very... Almost aggressively so articulate and a pain in the ass. So I'd always be like, actually, you're just tricking me into cleaning so that it's the only way you can get me to clean so I'm actually going to look for it in spite of the fact that you want me to clean as if like I know it will objectively take me more time except I know that you even though she wasn't are trying to trick me into cleaning this area so I will not clean and I will look at which makes me sound like a little shit but I was going to say you just sound like a little jackass no no it was much more a little contrarian uh, not really I never really was that as a kid it was more just like uh, Occasionally, I'd be like, "I see what you're doing." I was not like an outspoken kid at all, but sometimes I'd be like, "I know, like you're adulting me into doing this thing for you," which she might have been in in my defense. But if, even the other day, I I think I think it was to my girlfriend, and uh, we lost something. I was like, "Well, now we have to clean <laughs> because like now we have to find something." And I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> She's right, but it is a weird like phase where I'm just kind of like agreeing with stuff. Or, like, the windows were dirty in my workplace the other day, and I had three seconds. I was like, I gotta clean those windows. Like, I had the opportunity to sit on my phone, and I was like, nah, I gotta clean those windows. I, I've been doing that around here. I got a, I got a Swiffer wet jet. 
Yeah. We're not sponsored by Swiffer, by the way. <laughs> um, but I got that as like my mom gave it to me. Yeah. It's like it's like a, like a housewarming gift. gift or whatever. Yeah. I get so fucking excited to use that thing. Like, yeah, the floors won't be grimy. That is How the one. fun. On the very other end of the spectrum, the one thing about adulting that I don't like and haven't liked for like five years now is you hit like eighteen and people are like, "You're gonna get practical gifts." And my thought process is. is I will buy myself something practical. I will buy myself a Swiffer jet. I will buy myself. And I know there are people who like practical gifts. Yeah. I will, like Sophie loves practical gifts. I will buy myself. But I know that I, if I'm like, Ugh, I really need a Swiffer, I will calculate how much money I have and then go buy that Swiffer. I want a Batmobile. <laughs> like I want a like a Batmobile. Never so, lose that. Yeah, no. It, it's like that. I hate his gifts as adults where... And I think my family realized this a couple of years ago where they like, I turned 17, they started getting me practical gifts. And I was kind of like, mm, no. Yeah, this is nuts. So like, Isn't there a Spider-Man panel where it's like, you could use this technology to cure cancer? He's like, I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Maybe. I have heard a lot of Spider-Man comics. I've not seen that. You've not? I, I'm going to send it to you right now. Continue that one. But yeah, but it's that weird thing. Of, and I know now we're just ranting about adulthood as young adults. But it's very funny where we're in that transitional phase of like, we're adult enough to like adult things, but I sort of kind of regret that I have to be responsible enough to not like kid things. You know what I mean? And I'm not financially stable enough to like kid things. Like, I'd love to buy Funko Pops. Yeah. Not like $15 for a pizza plastic. That's just my desk. That's unreasonable. But the other part of my brain's like, Fun- cool. Funko Pop go burr. Yeah. Funko. But Doctor Strange is, has a new cape as opposed to the previous one. Well, this is a comic book panel that says, with a DNA lip. This is a talking dino- dinosaur. Oh, this is the Savage Land. Okay. Uh, with the DNA we've liberated from the gray... You rice paper puppets... What? Have been given forms belittling Earth's dominant species. This is a talking pterodactyl who's ripped like freaking Bruce <laughs> Lee. And wearing a Bruce Lee... <laughs> okay. Um, uh, then Spider-Man says, If you could rewrite DNA on the fly and you're using it to turn people into dinosaurs, but with... That tech you can cure cancer. But I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. Oh, man. you never seen that? No. Um, I dropped yeah. off of... I don't read comics. I just It's a meme. Oh, I haven't seen... I'm... I don't go on memes and internet that much anymore. I I, I, yeah. This is from years ago. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That looks like an early 2000s comic. I think it is. It's yeah. a ripped dinosaur, so there you go. There's this, and we'll, we'll start to wrap up the show, and I'll give one more fact as we wrap up the show. Do you know that comic books, especially in the 60s, uh, that had monkeys on the cover, even if there were no monkeys inside the issue itself, objectively sold more comic books, which is why most classic, a lot of classic comic book covers will have Batman fighting a chimpanzee or Superman fighting a gorilla. Uh, and it's not in the stories, in the book itself, there are no monkeys in there. But objectively, a gorilla on the cover sells more comics. Huh. Yep, that's an actual fact. It's why there are so many gorilla villains that like never get any play and they never have any storylines. But it's because they could be like, uh, Gorilla Grodd's on the cover. Gorilla Grodd's not in the story. They just need a name for the gorilla that is on the cover of the book. Fascinating. That's a fun fact. That's that is a, a fun that fact is a for you. Very fun. So fact. if you're wondering what like 1970s people really wanted to buy, monkeys. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, not actual monkeys. <laughs> Hailing from Connecticut, I can I can tell you 
with a whole heart, you do not want to own a monkey. Do people own monkeys in Connecticut? Yeah, there are three things that Connecticut is known for. Gilmore Girls. You. Yeah. Just say you and keep going. <laughs> Gilmore Girls. Um, Golden Girls. I don't even know. Regardless, a woman yeah. got her face ripped. No, Sandy Hook, Gilmore Girls, and the woman who got her face ripped off by a champ- by a pet chimpanzee. That sounds like you know what you just list off those three things. It sounds like a list of one of these isn't one of these doesn't match. Can you figure out which one? They're all real. No, I know they're all real. I'm saying no, not in the way the monkey. Their Gilmore Girls doesn't match because Sandy Hook and a woman getting her monkey face ripped off. Her monkey face. Her face ripped off by a monkey. Is objectively two horrible things. Yes. Those are, those are Connecticut's three most recognizable events or attributes. Huh. There's a fun fact for you. That is bizarre. Yeah. I neither knew that the Gilmore Girls happened in there. Yes. Or, Star- or... Stars Hollow is based off of Old Lyme. I don't know. <laughs> well... <laughs> uncultured and so we'll wrap this up for today thank you so much my friend for talking to me this is a great conversation um thank you for uh, the ra- random rambles that we went on today and to our listeners hi mom <laughs> 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 okay and with that we'll call it a day thanks guys <laughs>